Welcome. You are now aboard the Sub Club Submarine Spaceship. We will be your tour guides on a quantum journey to reprogram our subconscious minds. Please keep your arms and hands inside the subship at all times until you are safely docked in your castle's subship port upon arrival at heaven on earth. Thank you and enjoy the ride. Hello, Brainwash Yourself listeners. Welcome back, or welcome for the first time if this is your first episode. My name is Annika. I'm here with my fabulous co-host, Callista. Hello, everyone. And here on the Brainwash Yourself podcast, we talk about life, basically. How to live a good life, how to live a beautiful life, how to live a magical life. And not how as in we're telling you how, but you know, our contemplations along the path, what has helped us grow and the fun codes that we want to share. Kind of basically what we wish, not wish we could tell, but would have told the younger versions of ourselves or anyone. It's like a conversation with friends, a high vibe conversation with friends. So welcome friends. We also specifically talk about on this podcast how to reprogram and shift the subconscious mind so that the external reality can also shift and change and morph. So magic, basically. And today our topic is devotion. And we're just going to dive right in. Of course, these are some of the ways that we are thinking about it, that we are expanding our awareness and our energy into this idea, and there are also many other ways to think about it. So as always, we'll tell you at the end how you can reach out and tell us your thoughts because we love to have conversations about things like this. So I will start off with some official dictionary definitions of devotion. And the first one that I saw is that it is defined as love, loyalty, or enthusiasm for a person, activity, or cause. And this is something I've been thinking quite a bit about lately because... I heard this wonderful talk by one of my favorite people. Her name is Kim Kranz. She's an artist. She has incredible tarot decks. And I watched her do a talk about alchemy recently. And she was talking about how the alchemist, which is basically someone who is able to transform lead to gold in any aspect in life. So like to make something into, make something like low vibrational into something high vibrational, make something that might not have a ton of value into something like totally beautiful. And this could be like in the physical reality, it could be in the energetic reality. You know, if we think about life and we're all just moving along, polishing the mirror, um, purifying ourselves etc it is like the alchemy of ourselves and so 
One of the main ideas she was talking about is that the alchemy alchemist is someone who incessantly cares, even when it's not cool to care. And she was mentioning that in our current society, we don't often get taught that it's cool to care about things. It's important to care about things. It will actually provide you a more richer experience of life to decide to deeply care about everything from the breakfast you make in the morning to the way you make your bed to the work that you do to the way you drive your car. It's It is the act of infusing consciousness into everything that one does. And speaking as someone who has gone through many stages of my life where, specifically younger stages, where I don't think that caring about things is cool and I have a much more apathetic attitude. Like, yeah, those times in life had a flavor and they were interesting in of themselves, but I would have to say that personally that I learned that caring and being devoted to life by bringing your love loyalty and enthusiasm to it is actually a recipe for living a life that is fulfilling and it's a recipe for you know I think happiness but mainly fulfillment it feels really fulfilling to be so present and devoted to all the different beautiful areas of your life and it really I think is the way for Calista we were talking last night about are you the kind of person who asks why or are you the kind of person who asks how and it's funny because like why is kind of the bigger picture question that's like expanded out and I think sometimes I love contemplating the why but I think when I was when I was younger I was so caught up in the why of like why am I here why are we doing this why do I have to make my bed why am I on planet earth? What is the purpose of life? And those things are incredible to contemplate. But you said last night, the answer to the why comes through the how, like comes through the doing, comes through just being devoted to life and all the seemingly potentially meaningless parts of it because the meaning is in the living and the meaning is in kind of giving yourself over to life and that translates I believe into becoming in flow with life and with the Tao which we'll get into later but I've been reading this book called The Tao Te Ching which I know that you love Callista and so much of it is about being in flow with the kind of potent energy that is life and I think the recipe for that is just devotion to the moment devotion to whatever is in front of you and I think that good things always I think the universe responds to those who have love enthusiasm and loyalty to the people activities or causes in their life basically you give that energy to life and life brings it back to you and those are my initial thoughts so I'd love to hear what you have to say
about it, Calista. Yes, I love it. Okay, so there is a lot to what you said that I did relate to. But I think that the first thing that comes to mind when I am thinking about devotion is this idea of having faith and trusting the process. Love. And I think that it's like, that's really what it is. is it's kind of keeping your eye on the prize and staying focused on what's most important. And it is not always the easiest thing. It's almost like a virtue to cultivate. Um... And it's a great topic for this pod because we can cultivate that virtue of devotion and it does reflect back like you were saying and it does benefit us increasingly with our experience. And in my experience, a huge part of it is choosing what what is it that we're devoted to because we can't be devoted to everything and the thing is whether we're conscious of it or not we're always devoted to something whether it's like our toxic patterns or you know avoiding conflict not failing not being exposed or we can be devoted to a higher vision and a higher calling. And I think that it's like so important in life and has brought me so much healing in life to like be more mindful and intentional about like what are my values and what are my priorities and what am I devoted to because a lot of pain and suffering can be avoided because I think it can actually be the cause of a lot of pain and suffering when you're unconsciously devoted to other people's opinions of you or one particular external person who might disappoint you. And I think that like that idea of loyalty is a virtue and that is in the definition of devotion. And that's another one that's like, Yes, and we have to be careful to choose what we are loyal to. And I get this from Miriam Hosna, and I think it's so true. Like, I choose to be devoted to myself and God in that they're not separate. I choose to like, be devoted to the God within my heart because... It's just my belief that long-term, that's what creates the most beauty, right? And um, I've seen in my experience just the needless suffering that it cuts out and it eliminates. So I think that it doesn't have to be that for everyone and it doesn't have to be that for you. And it can be something that's kind of big picture and grand scale, but... It can even just be a shorter term goal or more earthly role in your life where you're devoted to just being your best self, but in um, 
in a particular area or something that you're working on. And I think that is when the idea of trusting the process like really comes into play. Like, and I think it's also where this idea of patience comes into play and just kind of showing up and doing something for its own sake and not being so attached to the outcome. Because for example, like, um, devotion is kind of like commitment. And I think that can be a challenge to stay committed to something that's challenging. Um, I'm thinking fitness goals, right? So we value our health. We want to um, be our best, take care of our bodies, be strong, reach our potential, and... Um, Sometimes we don't have the motivation to do it every day and we don't see the results as quick as we would want um, or it is challenging right in the moment. But this is where the trusting the process comes in and just doing it, doing it for its own sake and being patient and being humble and just having faith that um, this works. I'm doing this for the right reasons. It aligns with my values. This, because consistency is like a major key to success because there's going to be people who, who reach their goals and who reach them faster than others and reach them more effectively than others. And there's going to be the people who are spinning and struggling and that's totally fine. Everyone's on their own path and we're all learning our own lessons and everyone's experience is going to be different and we all have something to learn from each other. But, um, I have just learned that when I feel that sense of impatience and frustration and um, just dissatisfaction and comparing to my to my goal and how far I am, it's like I notice that and I know that it is just my subconscious mind popping up as resistance and it's just like a little signal in my brain to stop focusing on the outcome, stop holding myself to a standard of being perfect and just focus, bring it back to the moment, commit myself to whatever's going on for its own sake um, and just be humble and be patient and just show up and be committed and wait. And that is what brings brings me success and um there's also that moment you know if it's if it's really not to reflect and it pivot if it's really not something that you're aligned with too but that's not really that's kind of outside the topic because um we don't want to make too many excuses like when we're talking about devotion like devotion is serious <laughs> so yeah those are my first thoughts I love that oh my gosh and I just again so many quotes scores from Calista I'm like I could have a whole Instagram but what you said about when you were talking about viewing your or having your values and you mentioned like several other things and having those be the compass you return to it's just such gold. I mean, maybe there are a lot of people who heard all these things early on in their life, but I just think it's so simple and so 
important and those things can shift and change but really powerful so <laughs> I realized that I didn't go on to shift this definition that I read at all because there are some things that I love about it <clears throat> but what really came up for me while you were talking was that you were talking about how devotion is so tied to commitment and I completely agree and the one nuance that it has for me is that I feel like devotion is commitment which you alluded to as well devotion is like commitment but with heart like with a higher purpose connected to it because I think we can be committed and it can just be for you know just for whatever reason and then for devotion I think it's like there's this almost like higher energy to it that connects us to connects our commitment to a, a greater purpose and to things like our values or our beliefs or uh, our intuition if we're, you know, dedicated to following our intuition and it's guiding us towards something and so we're really devoted to it because we know our soul is leading us there uh, and all of these things and so it almost feels like devotion is like the consecration of commitment and to con consecration it's a little bit it can be a little bit of a serious word but like outside of religious context it is like to make something more sacred um and you know when you look at the de definition it's like to make holy uh to put something in to do something in the name of god life the universe whatever but i think it's just to uh consecrate it to a yeah a higher purpose and give something more meaning which i in my experience makes the act of commitment and the act of doing whatever you've made a commitment to more fulfilling and I think it's a recipe for enjoying the journey along the way before you get to the result because as Callista was talking about attachment I love that you mentioned that because that's something that I was thinking about is that I think a recipe for life is in being to care about when I say everything I just mean whatever you choose to fill your life with so not absolutely everything that's on the planet everything you could do in life ever but whatever you've chosen to fill your life with and whatever you consciously choose to shift and change and is in your life at the current moment care about everything be devoted to your life and to the details but don't be attached to it to the results to what comes of it it's that balance between caring about everything but not being attached to it you know loving your stuff but not feeling a loss when something gets broken or disappears because it's like you trust in the flow of life and if something is out of your life so be it and I am gonna read this page from the Tao Te Ching that I read last night that reminded me of this so Actually, Calista, do you want to take a moment? Do you, what in your mind is the Tao? It's, it's like unnameable, but it's kind of like that force that creates everything, right? Like the energy that creates everything in life that is 
the one source of all that's kind of undefinable? It is known for being undefinable, but it's, in my perception, it's kind of like an energetic stream that's happening everywhere all the time, but it does go in a certain direction. And so it's about getting quiet and tuning in so you can't can flow with it. Yes, I love that. Okay, that's perfect. So the great Tao flows everywhere. All things are born from it, yet it doesn't create them. It pours itself into its work, yet it makes no claim. It nourishes infinite worlds, yet it doesn't hold on to them. Since it is merged with all things and hidden, hidden in their hearts, it can be called humble. Since all things vanish into it and it alone endures, it can be called great. It isn't aware of its greatness, thus it is truly great. And I love the part where it talks about it pours itself into it work, its work, yet it makes no claim. And I think that is what I am feeling and describing when I talk about being devoted to your life. And as Callista said, what you consciously place in it, but then not feeling attachment to any of it. Because ultimately, it's like through the act of devotion you're allowing life to move through you and yourself to be done by life. And so there's no claim to lay on any of it, but you are receiving the blessing of being fully animated by life and the energy of life and that deep presence through devotion is the true ecstasy I think of living and yeah though I think those are my current thoughts on what you had to say so I'll pass it back to you <laughs> love it well yeah I really think that is a major aspect to the conversation is the balance between caring and not caring to put it in the most like everyday terms and I loved what you were saying I forget exactly how you phrased it but when you went to that Kim Kranz experience and the wisdom you gleaned about how magical it is to apply more attention and intention to every little detail mm. and I love the word conscientiousness. I think that's what it means. I'm going to look it up. And on the other side of the spectrum, when I was in high school, there is the phrase degaff. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's like, you don't give a flying fish. <laughs> that's, that's how we said it in high school. Just kidding. But, um, and... Also in high school, we had kind of like, it's funny, I, the, the Taoist thought, like, and the Chinese philosophical thought does a better job at thinking about things like this, I think, than Western thought when it comes to, like, opposites. Because on the one hand, we have um, devotion, which is such a positive thing, and then it's kind of like the opposite end of the spectrum, this degaff attitude, which I'll get into, and then... In high school, we had the other opposite end of the spectrum, which was being a tryhard. 
which was a bad thing. Mm -hmm. And it's funny now, like, I laugh about it. It's not the first time I've laughed about it looking back because, like, I was full degaff. Like, I embraced that because I kind of struggled in high school. I think a lot of people did because it is a challenging time, but my grades, like, it was very hard for me to keep up with my homework. And, like, sometimes it's kind of cringe because my parents wanted me to get better grades and my teachers would want me to bring in my homework. And I would just be like, degaff. <laughs> Which, I guess it's better than um, getting really anxious and stressed and upset and, like, beating yourself off about it. Like, I truly believe that because at the end of the day doing your homework on time is not the most important thing in the world. And people do make it a really big deal, right? And it's like, um, who cares? And so I still stand by that in a way. But on the other hand, it's just so funny that I would be so doubled down at the time of like not being a try hard when it's like, God forbid, I actually, like, put in effort to, like, cultivate my future. But the thing is, everyone has a different journey. But, um, okay, conscientiousness. The quality of wishing to do one's work or duty well and thoroughly. So now I'm all about that. And I think there's a lot of things, right, that I healed from and that I figured out and that, like, I learned and, and grew as I grew into an adult over the years, and i that's a major, major thing like that has totally transformed as I really cultivated that conscientiousness. But along the way, I also had to heal my people-pleasing and caring about so much more like how other people felt and what other people thought even beyond like caring how I felt and what I thought. And so... I would say it's like the it's the more healthy balance of the try hard and the degaff is like the conscientiousness and the devotion and and the detachment because um it is true like I did have to determine my values right deepen my relationship with myself my spirituality grow my confidence grow my self-esteem learn to heal and release a lot of different programmings and different experiences, different traumas, just like everyone. And um, it is like that balance of, well, like finding my values, committing to them, going through the whole like process of healing my nervous system learning how to set boundaries which we can go into in another episode but um and then once I find out what I value and once I am clear on how I feel and what I want and what who I am like really committing and really doubling down and really detaching from the distractions mm -hmm. and the um the fears mm -hmm. and um I definitely think it is a very powerful process and in the modern day we 
are very accelerated and things happen very fast in relation to how fast things happened not very long ago in the collective memory, if that makes sense. Like we, many of us can remember a time when things moved a lot, lot slower in our lifetime. And we even know one generation back, we can hear about and see evidence of how things have sped up in terms of communication, information processing, travel, and there is benefits to that, of course. And also, I think a little bit of the art of like taking a really long-term view and cultivating devotion and cultivating commitment has kind of been a little bit lost to the wayside because... It's almost like even my attention span, right? It, um, I can see how it is affected by, even on my phone, how short the videos are, how fast the updates come in. And um, I think it pays and it benefits to like cultivate the long-term view and think about things. Like I never used to think about things like... Um, after I'm dead, what legacy am I leaving for my family? Like, what what am I doing right now so that I am setting my future grandchildren up for success, even though I might be long gone and I haven't even had kids yet and I haven't even fallen in love and gotten married yet. And, um, but the thing is, like, if I'm not if I'm not keeping that in mind right now, there's a lot I could be distracted by and wasting my time, and that's going to catch up with me eventually, mm-hmm. where I'm going to be, you know, writing my will, or I'm going to be getting really old, mm-hmm. and I will know my kids and my grandchildren, and I will see the consequences of some of the choices that I made, and so, um, or even just like. My mission on Earth, we've been listening to Ed Milet. Shout out Ed Milet. We love him. But he um, he says, begin with the end in mind. And I think it's so true. Like, when we are, yes, on our deathbed, we look back. Like, what, what regrets do we have? Like, be devoted to the type of person that you want to be in that moment. Mm-hmm. And um, because once you get there, right, there's no going back. Or even after you die, like, we don't know what happens. But a lot of different traditions have this idea of the judgment day. Some people make it a little more, like, binary and fear-based than others. But just the general idea of, like, having that bigger perspective and looking back at your whole life and seeing... Like, how Ed Milet talks about it is, like, how you ended up measuring up to your potential just through your own, your own choices and your own bravery. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, your own commitment, your own courage. Same thing as bravery, basically, almost. But, um, it's, like, also the book that I'm almost finished reading, (laughs) Pillars of the Earth, where... They, um, 
they are building a cathedral and it takes longer than just the lifetime of the men who started building it. And they're doing it for the glory of God and they're doing it to make the most beautiful building and they're doing it to make such a beautiful expression of God's glory that will bring honor to God and bring honor to them and their people for thousands of years. That was their aim and that's what they committed their life to and it was hard work and they did not see the outcome. They did not see it come to fruition, right? But to this day, we can go to a cathedral and we can get inspired and we can get the beauty, right? And so that is what they were devoted to. And it, it did last thousands of years. And I think that is the magic of the devotion that they brought. Mm-hmm. And now the buildings don't get, do not get me started. The materials and how long things last and how much intention and holiness and thought to beauty is put into these things. We have room for improvement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I agree. I love that. And I love you saying intention and holiness because I don't please use whatever words are most resonant to you in place of like God, holiness, whatever. But I feel like that is what makes devotion so magical because it makes action holy. And then it's like the end result, whether like you get to experience it in this lifetime or not, the journey towards that was just as powerful. Like it's the same exact thing as the result of it because it you get to experience the experience of an act that is intentional and is for a higher and holy purpose. It is the gift in and of itself. And then the result is also a beautiful gift, but it's no different than like having the experience of getting to move through it. And I, in my opinion, the entire world would benefit if all of us were more intentional with whatever we choose to do in our lives and all of us want, you know, have in mind a higher purpose, a higher result that will bring benefit to everyone. Like, I love what you're talking about, the attention to detail in the materials, in All of the little details, we were discussing the idea of devotion to the details before this, and it's so true, and when we talk about success and all these things, it's like, it's not like you have to do what the standard idea of success is for you, like, it, maybe we live a life where nobody ever, like, this is the whole attachment thing. Nobody ever knows our name. And in the entire life, we're just, like, cooking meals for somebody. But we do it with such devotion and have attention to the ingredients and the way that, like, everything is put together and the process of cooking and our good energy is going into it. It's like 
that person is an alchemist and that person is leaving an energetic legacy on this planet and is providing good energy to whoever is eating this food and is an artist because of what they are creating. So it's kind of like no matter what your life path is, no matter what you're doing, devotion, attention to detail makes you an alchemist and makes you someone who is turning lead into gold on this planet and you're leaving an energetic legacy of gold like a really high beautiful frequency and I just think that that is so reflective of the massive creative genius that is life, that is God, that is the universe, whatever you want to call it, like the creation of life in the natural world has such insane attention to detail and everything works together so beautiful, so beautifully and it like puts one in awe all the time if you really think about how everything works so beautifully and perfectly together. And so it's just us adding our little own individual piece of it like adding more beauty to the world and I think it's a way to elevate what we are leaving what we are bringing what we are creating and it is a win-win situation because not only does it benefit life not only does it benefit other people directly or indirectly but it's a huge benefit to ourselves because we get to we get to enjoy this incredible process and this gift of being devoted to life. And that's where free will comes in is that you can choose what you're devoted to. And I think this act of devotion also puts you in flow with the Tao, like this flowing stream of life because it seems like life kind of just does whatever is being asked of it in every moment uh, with, you know, total attention, non-distraction, and it's just whatever is being asked is done and there's no attachment to it. And I think that can kind of be the way that devotion is, but it's interesting because as humans, you know, we also, we have dreams we have thoughts we have our own desires we kind of have all the stuff that seems like it needs to be potentially sorted through but that's one of the beauties of meditation having a practice that we can come back to to center ourselves you know whatever it is for you clears out any potential noise so you can truly feel what your soul is asking of you where you're being guided what life is essentially asking for you and then be the best instrument you can be be the best artist the best alchemist you can be and enjoy it and feel into the notion that it's a gift and that it gets to be fun and that it gets to be beautiful and that it's a beautiful it's a beautiful journey and it's interesting because I feel like we're both entering the age of like our pre-Saturn return for you you're like kind of in your Saturn return and 
Saturn energy is so much about the long game. And it's interesting how satisfying it is to start to contemplate these ideas more and more and apply more of it to life because it really wasn't that attractive at a younger age. And I really just see the beauty and the value in it now. Like when I look at someone who is so devoted to what they do, no matter what it is, that energy is so magnetic and it's so beautiful and so respectable. And so I just think it's, there's so much magic in it. There's so much magic in the seemingly mundane. And I think this is something I was super inspired in the talk that I was listening to the other day is that she was discussing alchemy in the way of like, you know, the baker at the bakery who has, who is devoted to finding the most perfect recipe for bread, who cares if there's a smidgen more, you know, baking soda or flour because their devotion to this perfect loaf of bread you know they care and that caring is cool because so many people get to eat this perfect loaf of bread and have this absolutely magical experience and not only ingest this delicious tasting result but they get to receive their energy of devotion to this seemingly small part of life but life is built together by a million small parts so if we can all be devoted to our own small parts we can really make something beautiful together essentially heaven on earth and it just really inspired me to put more devotion to the details in my life regardless of you know cooking myself whatever making myself a morning tea cleaning my room and you know um the way that I drive to work the way I take care of my car like it's all so seemingly mundane but the magic is truly there it's truly there and it is there to be experienced for those who know see remember and that's where I think you find some of the why in the how you find some of the why in the doing it's so beautiful and that's my those are my final thoughts I totally relate and I totally resonate and I am going to double down because it is so true and one thing about devotion I think I forgot to say this earlier but kind of what I was trying to get at with the modern age and how fast things move is like when um when you move on so quick there's so much of the experience that goes unexperienced and there's actually so much intricacy and detail and depth in even the smallest things like you were talking about and we can be so distracted and we can you know get in the car and not even notice that we drove to work because we were on the phone and we were stressed out about something um but like you said when we do slow down and we do to commit to the mundane like how we take care of our car you use that example it's like we don't even notice that we're in the car and we are so distracted and stressed that the car is the mess and the oil light is on and we haven't had time to check it and all that stuff 
is in our subconscious and it affects our experience. And then when we slow down and we do meditate, like you were saying, or prayer is like such a great devotional practice too, especially in the times when the mind is busy, it's great to meditate. When we feel lost, it's good to pray. That's just for me. But um, when we slow down, meditate, sort out, reflect, notice how we feel, we may notice the engine light is stressing us out, right? We may go take it in, get it taken care of, take the free car wash, throw away the trash inside next time we get gas, right? And then the next morning when we get in our car, it's like a little zen moment. We reap the benefit. And I think it brings so much fulfillment and satisfaction, even like... um my work, right? Like when, when I have a lot of work tasks and it's kind of getting overwhelmed and I am kind of letting things go by the wayside and getting more stressed out about, um, whether I'm being perceived as doing a good job, then devoting myself and committing myself to the actual task at hand, whatever it may be. Like, it's actually not fulfilling. But then when I take the time to just, um, maybe it's the smallest task and it's so time consuming, but I really take the time to go through, double check everything, save everything down, file everything away, check everything off, confirm that it's done. Like this is just an example, but really take the time to pay attention to the details of what's at hand and see it through and complete it and do a good job even though other people might not notice or everything else might not be getting done right then or it's like um it might not be so obvious like how much time and attention and care you put into it but the energy is there and it's more powerful than it is obvious and the most obvious things aren't always the most powerful and the impactful things and to live your life that way actually does get amazing results and it is very fulfilling like for me my self-esteem my fulfillment like is you can hardly compare to the days I was describing before. And I think a lot of that comes from how conscientious I've become because I feel really good good about that. No one can take that from you that you did your best and you showed up, right? And um, I love that energy. And when it comes to these experiences, like I liked your bread making analogy. When you are patient and you do commit to learning and mastering something, the experience deepens and expands in detail and in, um, like, sensational phenomena, like, infinitely from, from when, you know... As, as you become more and more devoted, the experience 
deepens more and more and more to the point where it's like, you know, come at three months and you realize how in the first few days you barely scratch the surface. Come at three years, you realize how in the first three months you barely scratch the surface. Come at, you know, a lifetime. And people who have been committed to something for years turn to you as an expert and turn to you as someone who is a source of wisdom because there's just that much gold available for the discovery um when you come commit and devote yourself so and then it it does reflect back so when we do commit ourselves and devote ourselves to the art of living life and we are patient and we are humble and we are faithful and we do trust the process and we heal and we cultivate our intuition and we pray for me but whatever it means for you right then um over time, it's like, I love to think of it as like our life is like the house that we build with our actions and with our words and with our thoughts and our prayers and our choices. And over time, the more conscientious we become, like the life that we build is like a beautiful castle and everything is so clean and everything is so beautiful and everything is so immaculate and like elaborate and people you invite people into your life and they're like oh my god like wow this is so amazing like you become very charming and very delightful and it's like a very attractive and magnetic quality um so yeah and it's uplifting for others they enter your space and they're like why i feel so much better and that's a gift And it's inspirational because I love to see um, someone who does seem, does seem very Mm self-actualized and does seem very meticulous and confident and unique and um, like they've, they've cultivated themselves like in a really healthy and devoted way. Um... It's, it can be rare. It's like a blessing to come across someone like that. It's like Indeed. when you're sitting on the summer's day and the beautiful butterfly flies by. It's like when you meet such a cool, amazing person. You're like, oh my God, this person is so dope. And it's like, it's very inspiring because it inspires you to be that person for someone else. Yeah. Yes. Wow. I loved that so much. Thank you for all of that. I will carry that idea of the house. That is the life that you are creating forever. (laughs) Yes, I love it. I love it. Great topic. Very great topic. Beautiful. Thank you for being with us, fam. We are super grateful for you. Yes, we're happy you're in the sub club. Stick with us. Stay in the ship. Reach out if you have any questions, comments, ideas, things you want to chat about. Things um, we can improve. Things we can improve. People you think it would be cool for us to bring on the pod. If you want to come on the pod, give us a shout. Let us know what what's the vibe. Yeah, what you would want to talk about. And we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm. Have a beautiful day. Rock on. <laughs>